Alright, we've been talking about the four keys and we are still on the first key, which is the key of sonship. The Lord said to me, this is going to be a great year for my people. It's going to be a year of years. It's going to be a year of increase. But to get increase, I, I won't go back to this. You can listen to my broadcast. We have to have keys. Keys are vital in the spirit. Pastor Lee read it already in Matthew 16, 19. He says, I'll give you the keys to the kingdom. The kingdom of God has got keys when you get born again. These keys are necessary for you to open the doors that God already has for you. The reason why the doors are locked is because the devil can access it if it's not locked. How many of you came to church and you locked your, your house? should have just left the doors open, the gate open, everything. You did not lock the house away from yourself. You locked your house away from the paraboy. Right? The paraboy is that boy that jumps over the and steals. You locked it not from yourself. So the keys you are given, the storerooms God has for you, they are not locked away from his children. They are locked for his children. Not from them, for them. It's not that their stuff is secure. You know, if you do policies like, um, you know, you've got insurance policies, and, and like for, for me and my family, I already got a will. I know exactly where I'm going to be. If I die, I know what you should do with my bones. I've got already my will set in place years ago. And I encourage some of you that don't have wills, go make your wills and have your will in place. Even if you die at 100, get your will in place. Because after you're dead, I deal with, with um, um, you know, with, with deceased estates. And deceased estates going to be a huge problem if there's no will. Your kids can suffer because you didn't plan properly. Amen. So you need to plan properly. So anyway, um, you know, so in, this, in our setup, I've got certain things that I've put in place. And some of the things, for example, if you look at the kids that are under 21, they can't access those things. They don't have the necessary keys until they reach a certain age. There are different keys in our setup for you to open certain things to get them. That money is already belonging to them. All those investments already belong to them, but they can't access those investments without certain keys. It's their stuff. It's already there. But the access needs a particular key. So then what I've done is that I've got my, um, my, you know, somebody that I deal with at one of the banks who's been dealing with me for years and years and years, and she's got my files there, she's got all my, my whole thing there. If anything had to happen, Pastor Lee and I, they'll just phone that lady. That lady will then give her the keys to open those doors. The doors are not locked from them, they are locked for them. So in the kingdom of God, God has already given you everything that you need. You've, even, if you, even if you came with the taxi here today, God has already given you your car. The reason why you don't have it, you have not unlocked the door where the car is at. It's not my fault if I leave my children. Remember the Bible talks about, if you go read in the, um, the book of Hebrews, the Bible talks about the testator and the, it begins to talk about wheels. And it says that the will will not go into effect until the testator is dead. And then it, it talks about all of that. In the Bible. Now, this is the thing. Jesus died and he gave you his will. You were the beneficiaries of the will. Okay? But if you don't know what you have, you cannot access what you don't know. And many, many Christians, they think loving God is enough. My children love me with all their heart. But if anything had to happen and they don't know how to access what I've left for them, they'll be loving daddy but sitting on the street. Loving me does not automatically qualify them for the insurance I left for them. Oh, I'm messing up my, your theology. Because see, that's why many people want to be in ministries where it's only about encouragement. There's no teaching. There's just encouraging, motivating people. 
Because the thing motivating somehow get God. See, in the kingdom, in any kingdom, any country, heaven is a country. To access the investments of any country, you, understand, you must understand the laws of that country. Otherwise, you're going to be on the street. So when we got born again, we came into the kingdom. We did not just come into a kingdom. We came into the kingdom of our father. When we got born again, we were adopted by God. We became the children of God himself. However, in the kingdom of God, this is not on my notes, but I'm going to say it, you need to write it down. In the kingdom of God, the degree you receive from the kingdom is you believe in God. The measure you believe is the measure you receive in the kingdom. The kingdom is like one huge river. Put me the first video here, Caleb, the first, um, if you can pop the first video where there is, um, you're going to see that there's a tap here on the side. You see the tap over there? I know we're having issues with the screen this night, but everybody can see it, right? How many of you know that that is an open tap? There's water coming there. Can, can, if, I mean, you know at home, if your children leave the tap like this, you shout many times. How come you're leaving the tap? For, you know, you shout at them. Because you know they're wasting water. How many of you know that's water coming in a tap? Amen? Okay, that's still water coming. Let's go to video number two. Okay, that there, there's, that's still water coming off a tap. There's John Luke here, um, JC's son here drinking. There's, there's, just the, there's, another, there's another tap. How many of you know that it's, more, it's still water coming out of a tap? Yeah. Of the same tap. That, go to the next tap. How many of you know that there's still water coming out of a tap? So the degree the water comes out is not dependent on the tap. It's dependent on the person who opens the tap. Are you with me? So now... How much you receive in the kingdom of God is not dependent on God. God has already provided a realm with everything. How open it is, is it's dependent on how you see in things in the word of God. If you see 10%, you get 10%. So if you end up in a church where you hear screaming and shouting, 1% knowledge of God, all you have is 1%. Receiving in the realm. It's not God's fault how much you receive. It's your fault how much you receive. Because God said to Abraham, as far as your eyes, your eyes can see, your eyes can see, I have given that to you. Now, if my eyes saw my hands, God would have only given me what I am seeing in that time. He would, he would get a leper and say to a leper, do you want to be made well? You ask the person, Jesus, go read the gospel. You ask the person first, do you want to be made well? And the person says, I will, master. I want to be made well. Then the moment the person says that, Jesus said, according to your faith, be made well. But then Jesus went to another territory, which was his own home, and the Bible says he could not do. He couldn't. Not he would not. He could not. He couldn't do any miracles there. Except healing a few sick folks, in other words, he healed runny noses and a few stinky feet. That's all he could do. But yet in another area, he healed the lepers. But in that area, that's why I ended up saying a prophet has got no honor in his own town. Because when he went there, they had no, their belief was a trickle. Even though he tried, he couldn't because of the level of their belief. This is a year you're going to have to look at the word and begin to say, I decide to believe this. Because most of us have been casually trotting or running around the word. Yeah. 
casually around it and we hear people talk about it and we emulate ministers and men of God that bring good messages, but we have never really entered in ourselves to find what it says. So the first thing you're going to have to, this year the key, God said to me, my people have to understand sonship. I'm not going to talk about Malachi where God gave this to me at left time, but you can listen to the broadcast again. God said to me, one, the first key to open your door in 2022, and these are going to be massive doors, is going to be sonship. The reason why the Lord said to me, he says, a son doesn't accomplish by work. He accomplishes by the strength of his dad. Sons don't accomplish by hard work. They accomplish by the size of their parent. I know that because Michaela first got a car before she had a job. So she didn't accomplish and get the car because she had a good job. She got the car because of sonship. I gave her my name. So she gets it because of sonship. Right now, sometimes they, when they, you know, you know, we've got a thing in our house where we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't eat, um, you know, we don't cook on a Friday. So we just buy takeaways on a Friday. Even on Sundays after church, we just, you know, to make it, we don't want to go there and stand in front of posts. That's just our, in our house. When these kids buy, guess whose card they're using? Me or their mother's card? So I'm eating this and I'm eating that and I'm eating that. And they go there on one of those apps and you just see the money. didn't come out of your card. And they choose their food. But if somebody else you know, doesn't, if that relationship tries it, you're going to be in Westville prison overnight. <laughs> Amen. Because you are not a son. If I went outside here yeah, and I saw one of you sitting in my car, that's fine. So, oh, oh, you're sitting in my car. Oh, oh, that's yeah, that's okay. But if I went to the mall and I saw Mutoba Toba sitting in my car, I don't know him. He's looking red eyes. He's looking like that. I am phoning 911. What? Because he's not as he might be meaning well. He might have said, I saw the car, I was open, I wanted to make sure the car is nice and cool before you came, I was putting the aircon for you. Out there, I don't care if you're putting aircon on me, you're going to jail tonight. <laughs> so you must understand family, you have been trying hard. You can, when the father does it, you accelerate. When you do it, you still get it done, but over a long period of time, you're going to have to work hard until you are tired to get it done. But when the father does it, he's now using his riches to accomplish your vision. So first key is that we have been adopted into sonship. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 1 verse 5 in the New Living Translation. Ephesians 1 5, if you look there on your screen, it says, His unchanging plan has always been to adopt us. Adopt, that word, I want you to go meditate on the word adopt. What does it mean? Adopt means to get a child from another family, a childless child. And, 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 huh? Familyless child. Getting a familyless child, thank you, Pastor. This is what God put it in. Getting a familyless child and bringing them into a family. That's what adopt means. We've been adopted. Jesus was born in the house. He had the same blood as God the Father, okay? But we were adopted into the same household. How many of you know that adopted children have got exactly the same privileges as the children born in the house? If God looked after Jesus, he will look after you. 
So now, his unchanging plan was always to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. And this gave him a great pleasure. So the Father literally got us into his family. We are part of the Godhead family. We are part of the Godhead family. We are part of that family. The reason why you are still acting like a noble. Well, I don't know you. Maybe there's a noble here. But forgive me, I'm not talking about you. I just like to use examples. But the reason why you are still acting like a noble or like a Tlamini or like whoever, because your mind thinks on Sunday I came to church, but I came to attend a church. You're thinking you're coming to attend. You don't know that you've been brought here because this is the embassy that teaches the ambassadors, which are God's children, how to become who they are. You are being trained to become like a child of God. Listen, in the kingdom of God, when we need money, we don't have to go and fight for it. We seek our father where it is because God knows where all the money lies. Now, there are plenty of times that he said, fish. But in the time of Moses, he said, go borrow from all your bodies, from all the people around you. God has got ways of how to deliver his children. God is involved in the affairs of men. When there were those three, nine plagues that came in Egypt, there were nine in sets of three okay, plagues that came. They were ten altogether, the one killed the first. But, the, the, but those plagues, God wanted to show Pharaoh, I am involved in the affairs of men. I can choose for boils to come. I can choose for snow to come. I can choose for... He was doing various things on earth to show people he's involved. God is more involved than your own father who is alive. If the revelation of sonship in your head is only 3%, okay, God is my father in terms of a metaphor or in terms of respect. You only receive from him at that degree of 3%, like that tap. Your tap will be that first one with the trickle. If you think, if I walk into the sea, I'm going to drown. You're going to walk into the sea and you're going to drown. If you think my father has got my back, I can walk across the sea because he said, you walk across the sea. But don't do it if he didn't tell you because Jesus said, I only do what my father tells me. If you believe if your plane falls from the sky, I'm going to die with everybody. You are born again, you are in that plane. The plane is about to fall. And you are screaming with everybody, we're going to die, we're going to die, we're going to die. According to your ways, it will happen to you. But if you sit in that plane and it says, I'm a child of the living God, and planes don't kill us, fire don't kill us, because my brothers, the three Hebrew boys, were in the fire and it couldn't kill them. I don't care if this thing explodes, I'll come out alive. Everybody around will be dead, they can't find anybody, and here you are still sitting on your seat, floating on the sea when they come. I see, I'm going too deep for you. you see, some of you are still saying this, this, this. We are sons of God. They said, what manner of man is this? He speaks to us. See, when you're going and doing house shopping, you are looking according to, to ABCPT who are limited, who, who's employing you. So your whole mind is saying, see, I got to look at my pastor and what I earn because, you know. So you're going around looking at that, what you earn. God does not want to give you according to what you earn. He wants to give you according to what he wants to give you. So you keep on looking, Lord, that's why you're struggling to get it. But when you go and say, okay, well, I want to look for whatever I want. And you walk in there just like what Pastor Lee and I did then. And it happened exactly like that. And we were so shocked. We thought we were dreaming for a few months. Okay, because it was, it was, it was impossible for you to get done. Okay. So God wants you to come into, he wants you to understand your sonship. 
Okay, let's go to, key number, to, to, the, to the second slide, talking about sonship. Listen to me, this is very important. True sonship will cost you, okay? True, true sonship is going to cost you. It's going to cost you your time. It's going to cost you your money. It's going to cost you effort. You cannot come into true sonship if all you do is to watch Netflix the whole day and never go into the Word of God. You are going to have to spend time with daddy to know daddy. There are some of you sitting here today, you might not know your physical father. So when your physical father speaks to you even now or even if he found you, it will be a stranger to you because you have never ever spent time with him. It's going to cost you your sleep. You love sleeping too much. I don't have time. Oh, Jesus, I don't have time. I come to work tired. That's what you are going to get. The Father loves you, but you are going to get according to how much you put in. Yeah. Yeah. It's an ATM family. You deposit the 20 rand. Don't try and, and, and withdraw 5,000 tomorrow. You invested 5 rand. According to that, you get back. Because 10% of 5 rand is 50 cents. So you're going to get back according to your investment. It's going to cost you time. You're going to have to get to a place where you're going to wake up early and pray. God said to me, in that prayer is the direction where I give you. Ask President, President, I get direction in prayer. I just wake up and I know I must do this thing this way and it must work. I know it. I know I must just do it that way. I, can't, I, can, I can spend the whole day telling testimonies of how I bought certain buildings. And how that morning the Lord said to me, say this to the banker. True. I will phone the banker. I will say exactly what God said to me to say to the banker and it will work. The Lord said to me, send this email to them and say. Now somebody says, when you hear me talk like that, people say, my God, is this, can this be true? Know it until you build capacity to get there. How many of you have ever gone, walked into the gym and you see big guys like Ian and they'll be lifting I don't know how much. You go there, you're just born, bony and thin. and you're still, you, know, you know, sometimes when you go to the gym, if you're before, you're still thin. So you go there, you're thin and scrawny and you go there and you see a big guy lying down there pushing 200 kilos on his chest doing bench press. Here you come, Mr. Thin Little Lanky Me. You walk into the gym, you go to the same area where they're doing weights. You know, the weight area is different from all the other machines. They put it down there for the, you know, only the big guys are down there. So you go to the weight area. You say, okay, wow, Ian is doing 200. I'm going to do 200 too. No, that's fine, go ahead, brother. You go there, you lay down there, you do your 200. You say to the people, tip me, please, give it to me. They give it to you. When you wake up, guess where you will be? Prince Mshieni. <laughs> you left plast you, they'll plaster you all over. you break your ribs because that thing fell on you. You don't even know it did. The reason why that big guy is pushing 200, he started at 20 first. Then he went 40. Then he got to 80. Then he started pushing. Maybe he was pushing 80 for, for six months. Then he went now to 120. He was pushing 120. Maybe 120. He was only doing one. And other guys had to help him to get to the... Then he went to 125. 
And it took him eight years to finally get to 200. Watch what was happening. He was building capacity to lift the weight. With Jesus, you want to build capacity to believe, to see him, to walk with him. It's not going to happen in two days. You're going to have to make it a lifestyle. And after two, three, four years, there are some of you that are going to receive capacity for him to appear to you. And if you haven't received capacity heaven, you are not putting in what you need to be putting in. That's why some of you are doing certain things now that you could not do three years ago because now you've built capacity. You see, I would have never been able to go into this building ten years ago because I did not have capacity for it. But now after say, wow, I'm putting in the work. So sonship is going to cost you. Let's go to John 19.7. Oh man, we need to finish. Jeez. The Jews answered him, we have a law. And by our law, he ought to die because he made himself the son of God. Now wait there. People wanted to kill him because he decided he is now going to be the son of God. If you keep reading, I don't have time to keep reading. The Bible is saying that we know his family. They even say we know Mary and we know Joseph, his father. How dare this man wants to make himself God. Your name, here, here you wake up and you're building capacity and you go around saying, Pastor Wellington is the son of God. What? You wanna, Wellington, who are you? We know you. We know where you work. We know your office. You want to come and make yourself a son of God. I'm saying this is an example. But some of you have with families. If you go there making yourself a son of God, people will hate you for, for, for standing for that. So it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you friends. If you like your friends more than Jesus, they don't come into sonship. But sonship is going to cost you friends. Because we know, I can tell you why, why I am one of the biggest tithers in this church. Because I know tithing is not giving to a church. I know tithing is building capacity for me to receive. So it's no longer wasting money for me. But for a person who's not built capacity, they think tithing is wasting money or giving to someone. But for a person who has now reached a certain level of the Father, they know I am prospering by building capacity. Amen. Amen. So therefore, it's going to cost you. You're going to have to choose. It's going to cost you, listen, it's going to cost you Living married. If you're not married, get married. Living not married. Because if you know, you know, it's easier sometimes to say, okay, let's just live together. But the point is this. Living together will not you have you are already your relationships already skew. You need to bring it to where align it. That's what I'm talking about, alignment. Hello? Amen. You have to align things in the kingdom. Okay? So it's gonna cost you the people you hang around with. It's going to cost you the language you speak on WhatsApp for you young people that are still under 18 and you're using F and Bs and you're in the church. Sonship is going to cost you the language you're using on those groups. That's not law. Some people say, you know, Pastor William was preaching rules. Listen, I don't know where this demonic message came from that under grace there are no rules. That's straight from hell. Straight from the pit of hell. There are no rules. It doesn't matter what you do, you are under grace. Jesus said to the lady, Jesus, not Wellington, I mean, Jesus, his grace himself, he said to the lady committing adultery, don't stone her. Go commit more adultery because you're under my grace. Hallelujah. He said to her, my daughter, my grace has saved you today. 
But from now on, not go sin no more. Then he meets the other guy, says to him, you better start behaving, boy, lest a worse thing happens to you. You know that man that he got healed? And they've met him later in the temple. And he says to him, you better watch your back, because that man was now misbehaving, you know, because God made him to see again. So now the guy could see or he could walk or his hand was, was free. But now his eyes could now drink. Hey, hey, hey wait Don't go do what you are doing. Otherwise, the worst thing happens to you. Grace is not saying to you, there are no rules. Rules are important to keep some a relationship going. Pastor Lee and I have got rules. Amen. Amen. I don't go to if say oh we are under we love one another it doesn't matter so 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 me and brother and Pastor Jay and some of the guys say on Friday let's go to the disco, let's go to the club a boys' night out we we sleep at the club. We come home our clothes are outside we are outside the gate you know so you know a couple of us have to go look for it you know what because there are still rules in love. Old Testament, New Testament. It doesn't mean, family, grace is a no-rule law. You do whatever you want to do whenever you want to do it. Get God out of the picture. God loves you anyhow. Of course, I love you anyhow. God loves you anyhow. But let me tell you, Baba, if you keep on doing the wrong thing, you will, be, you will miss God while he's loving you. Amen. So don't go for everything that you see on TV and people just tell you the grace of God is this and, and you're just running with it because it suits your fancy. We need to align ourselves with God and go into his word. Amen. Because it's going to cost us. Sonship will cost us friendships. It will cost us the way we act. It will cost us the way we speak. It's going to cost you the way all your bodies at work. Because on a, fly, on a Monday all of you want to lie about stuff. It's going to cost you those juicy stories. It's going to cost you to keep your mouth shut at times. It's going to cost you to forgive people when they hate you. Sonship. You can't, you can't fight them anymore. It's going to cost you not to, never to be offended. People can nail you on the cross and you pray for them. It's going to cost you that. It's going to cost you behaving properly. It's sonship. Sonship will cost you stuff. My God, I've already preached, isn't it? Sonship to come into it. The Lord said to me, people are going to come into sonship, but they're going to have to know what it's going to cost them. All right, I'm reading the last slide for today because of time. It says, through his sons, the glory of heaven will flow into the earth. That's what the Lord said to me, through his sons. The glory of God is not coming because God is going to throw it down here. People have got this thing. Let's just worship and, and pray. And if we do that, God will send his glory. God send your glory. The only people that are going to release the glory of God on the planet Earth is you and me. We are the sons. Look what Romans 8, 19 says in the TPT. Romans 8, 19. Very powerful in the TPT. Just waiting for them to get there quickly. Romans 8, 19 in the TPT. The entire universe is standing on tiptoe yearning to see the unveiling of God's glorious sons and daughters. The entire universe is standing on tiptoe. That means they're standing like this, like a ballerina. Yearning to see the unveiling of God's glorious sons. The universe is not waiting for God to do it. It's waiting for the sons and daughters to do it. 
Listen, if you go into the bank queue to get it done, everyone is going into the bank queue to get it done. We're talking about sons that are going to bypass bank queues and get it done anyhow, and people can't figure out how they're getting it done anyhow. They're no longer doing it because they've got the power. They're doing it because their father has the power. They have now accessed the power of their father. They know who he is. They've become those people. They know who he is. They're walking through hospitals with viruses and they can't touch them. I was reading yesterday in the book of Luke, you can go read it, where a leper comes to Jesus. Not ten, one leper walks to Jesus. And the Bible says, he, he, he say, the leper asks Jesus, will you, will you be able to make me well or do you, do you want to make me well or can you make me well? And Jesus says, I can. And he says, I will. And he healed him. But the Bible says that Jesus laid his hands on him laid his hands on him. A gown leprosy is rotting alive. It's rotting. Things are falling off. Jesus laid his hands on that guy with, with, with skin falling off. He was not scared that he'd get a skin disease. He laid his hands on that guy. We are so scared. Most of us. Because because of fear. Um, what is the book in Romans? Go to verse 15. Just jump back to verse 15. Um, let's read the King, J, um, uh, K K King James Version. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. You have not received. Many of us are still operating under the spirit of fear. We are scared when you go in malls past people. We are scared. Ooh, maybe I may end up getting this corona thing. So we are so scared of viruses. We are so alarmed because we heard on CNN so many people died last night. So many of this happened. Whatever. We are so scared and people are scared and church people are scared. Church people can't even come to church because they are scared. There are too many people in the church building so they'll end up getting a virus. Let me tell you, God is calling his sons. He says, these are sons that will walk through hospitals full of viruses. They'll walk through gates full of viruses and the thing will not touch them because they know who they are. They know who they are. You see, the thing is that if you don't know who you are, you can't walk through that place because you're so scared because you're going with what the news said. But we have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but we have received the spirit of adoption, 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 whereby we cry, we have a father, we have a father. When poverty comes, I have a father. When virus comes, I've got a father. When sickness comes, I've got a father. When broke days come on the world, I have a father. When floods come, I have a father. When the anger, nothing happening in the world, Things are falling apart. I have a father. When I want school fees, I have a father. When I want a husband, I have a father. When I want a wife, I have a father. Give me your loudest amen in the house. I have a father in the house. I have a father in the house. I have a father. That's the spirit we've been given. Not a spirit that is of fear. We're learning to fear. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know if I'm going to pay my school fees. Get the fear out and begin to say, I'm going to pay this fees because I have a father. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's a place you can, if you can get to that place, they'll tell you, this thing is so much, you don't worry anymore. I have a father. Amen. Jesus, you are owing taxes. You need to pay your taxes. 
Otherwise, we're going to put you in jail. Jesus doesn't say, Peter, find the quickest plane out of South Africa to Malawi. Please find a quickest plane. Let's escape overnight. He doesn't do that. He says, Peter, <laughs> go to the river. Throw your hook in there, the first fish that you get, Peter. Bring it. And you see, you see this money, open the mouth, you see money in there. Take all the money out. That's money for our taxes. He did not say, what am I going to do? He says, money is there. Why? Because I have a father. What am I going to do? The stationery for the kids. I don't know if I'm going to pay it. This, your head is in so much about the things you need to pay. Get your head out of your pocket. And realign your head. I have a father. Lawyers, let us come. You need to do this otherwise. I have not been, I have not received a spirit of bondage again. Again. To fear. But I have a spirit of adoption. That spirit says I've been bought by this new family. Therefore, I have a father. I'm no longer an orphan. That spirit that cries bondage is a spirit of orphans. People without fathers have to cry because they don't know what they're going to do. I was saying I had to take one of the vehicles in for, for something that we had to take them in because this car has got a computer. You know, most of you drive this car. It will just tell you this is wrong all of a sudden. You're on your way somewhere. Just tell you fix this. I don't know really who told this guy to speak. You know the rebuke, really. Anyway, to tell you, there's something wrong. So I said, okay, I'll send it in. Then when I sent it in, the guy said, okay, we're going to look at it. So, so then in my mind, I thought, let me send it in to this guy close by to where, you know, we, 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 there's a, quite a good guy not far from where we are. We live. He says, let's send it to that guy because that guy will be, watch it, will be cheaper. Is what I'm thinking. Now, if God says to you, send it to that guy, do it. Because God is telling you that. Yeah. That's the trick. The trick is not what Pastor Wellington did. I'm hearing from myself. Don't try and walk in my road. You can drown in there. Pharaoh tried, he drowned. Walk the same road that Moses walked, he drowned. Yeah. So don't walk in Moses' road when you've got Pharaoh's faith. Yeah. You better know. So you have no way you are. So and the Lord said to me, so I was saying, I'm thinking it's a cheaper place. And I heard the Lord say to me, I never said anything about cheap, you did. I never told you to take it there. You've always taken your car to this one place, take that car there to the dealer. Okay. I have a father. Took my car there. They phoned me. There's always going to be so much. I just told them, go ahead and do it. It's fine. But there's a price in my heart that I was wanting. But I said, go ahead and do it. I didn't say, how am I going to pay for it? I didn't even have this extra money. I sent it, and guess what I did? I sat on my couch and relaxed at home, and I said, I have a father. I didn't even tell Pastor Lee what they said. I just told Pastor Lee to do the payment only. He said, Pastor Lee, please pay so much to them when the time came. Because when the time came, the money had come. I can tell you these things. 
We are the sons. We went to Joburg, Pastor Lee and I and the kids and booked a hotel without money for the hotel. Because from that time, because God told us, go. So we went to the hotel, booked a nice hotel, had fun with them. All they said to me was, okay, you book the hotel, when you check out, pay. So when I go to the, to the, you know, to the reception, after we arrived, I walked in myself, and I go, they said, are you going to pay now, or when you check out? Oh, they gave me an option, check out. I said, oh, check out. <laughs> I wasn't going to tell them I'm leaving on Saturday, then the Friday before they know and say I'm a son of God. You are a thief. You are not different from Judas. You can't con people and say it's God doing it. So I went there and I said, look, we're going to be leaving. Um, I think I said it was Sunday or Monday or something like that. I don't know what day we're leaving. And I said to them, we're anyway, to stay there for a week. It was going to be thousands of friends. Watch here. I refuse to fear to do that week. I have a father. My father's got it sorted out. I'm staying in the hotel. And the Lord took me to the scripture. My God, if you can see these things there, it's like a work of art. The Lord said to me that time when I was there in that week, he says, when my son Jesus was 12 years old, was left for three days in Jerusalem. Remember, he went with his parents and they didn't know he was not around until three days later. Imagine they had to turn back and go three days away. These people are not driving a Mercedes. They walked. And donkeys. So they already drive three days going, then three days coming back, then looking for them. That was a whole week. The Lord said to me, From a week, Jesus, 12 years old, stays in Jerusalem. Where did he sleep? See, the first worry, where am I going to sleep? What am I going to do? I don't know if I'm going to sleep. Oh, Jesus. Ooh, ooh. You know, yeah, you think money grows on trees. You should have sought God before you went, and God tells you what to do. But you are seeking your pocket, you are seeking everything else except God. I have decided for long, I first seek God. So I said, God, I want to go to Jobic Father. What do I do? And the Lord says, God, book. The Lord gave me a rhema word for it. It came, nothing happened. See the goodness of God. Now I had to pay tomorrow. <laughs> I was supposed to pay. I'll tell you the rest of the story next week. because you know. Okay, let me finish it up. <laughs> the guy... That night, no, no, the morning, not the night, the morning of payment, before I walked in, now the morning comes, the money is not showed up even, the morning. I get a phone call from this guy, the least person I could ever, says, hey, you know what, I've been owing you this money, man, for a while. And um, I'm actually here at the bank to deposit the money. I just went to the bank, but I realized that I've lost your account number. Please, can you just SMS me your account number, please, so that I can deposit the money. In the morning of payment. So I SMSed him the number. He went to the bank. He phoned me. I didn't phone. He phoned me. So I went to the bank, deposited the money. I saw the message come through. It wasn't an EFT because it would have come late. He did a, a cash deposit. Who told that guy to do a cash deposit? Who pulled him out of his... And I'm not talking about a rich guy. This guy is coming from not a very wealthy area. Who told him to dump into a taxi, go to the bank... Of any, anyone you could pay. He had not paid me for months. This guy didn't even know he existed. Now, all of a sudden, who told him to go to the bank and phone me so that he can pay me? 
Let me tell you, sons of God have got angels operating behind the scenes, working it out for them. It's not your job to get it done. It's your job to know, I have a father. I have a father. It's your job. He went in the morning. The money was good with a couple of thousands extra. Watch me swag when I went in there to pay. And I was doing my thing. I walked in there, man, like, you know, like, what, what, what is never like this? Like this, you know, what, what was that, that gangster guy? I walked in there like that. I'm telling you, I had a spring in my steps. And they said, Oh, Mr. Lamin, good morning. How are you, sir? Said, Fine. So, you ready to check out with our bags? They said, Yeah, I'm ready to check out. Um, they said, Okay, um, how are you going to pay, sir? Cha, there's my card there. <laughs> Swiped, left the place. Fully paid with extra money in the bank. Few covered everything that we had to go for a conference. It was one of our first time to go to that conference. All I'm saying is, I could have go- not gone to job. I could have stayed home saying I didn't have money in the bank. Or I could have said I have a father and believe and do it. Anyway. And Daddy did it. He first did it with a small hotel room. Now Daddy is doing it with buildings. He did it with this building. Daddy. Go to it. Talk to it. Don't worry about the money. This is what we're talking this morning. About how all the doors had been closed. There was no way to purchase this bill. No way. Everything was closed. Nobody was standing up. Everybody was saying, no, 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 no. One morning I'm coming from radio. I get a phone call. I get, I didn't call. I got a phone call from someone. He says, oh, did you come right with that building? I said, no, not yet. He says, why not? I said, this is, he says, I, please give me this chance. I'm going to prove to you I'll do it for you. And I said, okay, try and a week later it was done. I didn't make the phone call. They made the phone call. I'm saying this. You've been working trying to make things work for you. Instead of saying, I have a father. <laughs> so I go home now, not stressed out. I have a father. I, I've got a daddy. I wake up on a Monday. I've got a daddy. My daddy has got this. My father, all the children here that have got their parents in here, they're not worried about lights and water. They're then children. Church, you can hear them sometimes making noise. If church is finished, now it's going to finish the next five minutes, you see them run through here, clapping their hands. and They don't have a care in the world about what they're having for lunch. Guess what? I have a father. But a street kid who might have come here alone is already wondering, church is about to finish, how am I getting home? But the one who came with the parent... Is not given back to bondage to the spirit of fear, but they have a spirit crying out in them. I have a daddy. I have a father. I have a father. You have a father. The Lord said to me, if my people can understand this concept, I'll give them houses they can't afford. And I'll give them things they couldn't do before. And I'll give them love for ministry. I'll make them sow seeds. They've never, I'll make them do big things they've never done. Because when you walk to that dealer, you don't walk anymore saying, oh, I can't. Eh, you know, hey, these people are rich. That you walk now saying, my daddy is rich. As long as you see him as my father somewhere, and hey, father in terms of respect, or how, like how you call Gogo, when you meet an old lady, you don't even know you call them, hello Gogo, hello Gogo. But that Gogo has got no relationship with you because you never gave your Christmas lunch. <laughs> you know her, but it's not your real Gogo. If you call God that way, like how you call that Gogo, Gogo never be- God never becomes real to you, just like that Gogo never becomes real to you. 
But when God becomes real to you, that's why he says that minute by minute or, or step by step we are being changed into the image of his dear son. The more you get changed to, 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 see, to be like Jesus, the more you see the Father in provision. In my home anymore, it's no longer. What can I do to make the business work? I don't even think of that. I know God is going to send somebody. I know God is going to send people. It doesn't matter who leaves. Even if everybody, Monday morning, they walked, everyone left and walked out, and all the customers walked out, I'm still not worried. Even if the, even if the, the, the storms beat and, and the whole house came down, if that happened, my father's got a better plan. I have a daddy. <laughs> if you can close the door if you like, I have a father. That's why I don't go begging. I go on radio. And on places like that, and, some, you know, and, and you know, sometimes I'm, and you see me ministering on TV, on TV. I don't ever beg for a place to preach. I've never asked one preacher for a place to preach. Not one. You know why? I have a father. If my father wants me to go and preach in Joburg next week, he will invite me. He will take me there. Just like that guy phoned me to pay my hotel room from wherever. God will make it happen. Now, I see God that way. But for another guy, he has to make plans, send WhatsApps, SMS, tell people what he can preach, send them little snippets and little CDs of what they can talk about. I'm not calling you here once if you do that. I met a guy who says, oh, I want to come say a few words at the church. You will never say a few words here until Jesus comes, until hell freezes over. Because you are telling me, let God tell me, then it will happen. Because I never do anything without hearing my father. That is why I'm not moved. I don't care what government official, what person, what authority they carry, who they are, what they do. Their threats don't face me, not one bit. I have a father. Someone said, these guys, these people, you can, people can talk rubbish about pastors. They can say whatever they want. I'm like Jesus, I know I have a father. So as a son, I have to pay a price. I refuse to hate people. I refuse to be offended with them. I refuse to, to say bad things back about them. All I just do is, I don't want to go back to the spirit of bondage to fear and begin to talk about them. I only say, I have a daddy. Diagnosed with cancer, I have a father. The child has got COVID, I have a father. The husband has been retrieved from work. What are we going to do? No, I have a father. The debit orders took all the money. You better listen to that father. Stop buying those shoes and doing those debit orders. You have a father. Go now fix that. <laughs> I'm out of time. You can stay to your feet. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord a hand. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. You guys are getting good food in this ministry. You're getting good meat. Hallelujah. You know, there are people that have never heard of this. They've never heard of this word. They are hearing other things. I don't know if Brother Jacob, um, Pastor Jacob, you saw that guy. I saw he was on, uh, the other day on social media. A pastor was beat up. I don't know which African country. He was in hospital in ICU. They beat him up, the congregation. Because he said, he, he says, God told him that everybody must give this huge amount. Everybody has to. If they don't, God is going to lock the doors and God told them that, God told him that he must curse everyone if they don't give. There are churches like that out there. there are, it's, it's not easy to get good pastors. People that preach a pure word and leave it. And I know a guy that wants to sell a church with the members. 
ask me, I've got so many members. How much do you think my church can cost? I, I don't know about that, that cost, brother. Can you do an evaluation of my church business? You can't just walk everywhere where you see open doors and think, oh, this is my church now. Even here, when you come visit here, pray about this church to make sure God wants you to be. Because I can tell you something, it is hard to find people that are preaching the uncompromised word of God. We are talking about key number one. Next week, we are studying key number two. It's going to be power-packed. And from tomorrow evening, we are fasting and morning fasting, praying in the evening. Fasting in the morning, praying in the evening. Someone said, praise God, fasting in the afternoon. No, fasting from the morning and, and we're going to be praying in the evening throughout. Amen. So I encourage you family, come let's pray and let's realign in 2022. This year will be a great year for Trinity. You have not been called to run a church. This is your Sunday school. We have been called to change the dynamics of Deben and South Africa and Africa and the world. That's what we have been called to do. Let me tell you family, make sure it's going to cost you time. Never ever mix your church time with something. Make sure you are in church. It's going to cost you. Sonship costs you because you are learning and you are learning and you are learning. Now from this morning when you go, every problem that comes, what do you say? If they say they are changing 60 people from work tomorrow, what do you say? Isn't that easy? Now as you are saying, I have a father, Build the capacity with your father. Read your way. This is the book of John. Read the whole book of John. And you see how Jesus related himself to his father. Jesus is the one you look at. So for me, I look at the book of John and I watch how he relates to God the whole time. As he related to God, so am I. So I start to learn to relate to, Jesus, to father, the father like he did. Because we are the adopted sons, we have to watch the real son to see how to behave in the new family. So I watch the real son. Now we are real sons, but I had to watch the one who was born in the house to see how to behave. So I read the book of John and I can watch how he did and how he got this thing done. And it's fascinating me. Then I realize now there's nothing that I cannot do in this world. Because he did it. If you watch on CNN and they say, coronavirus is what I'm going to say, there's more viruses coming. Trinity, this is your saying this year. I have a father. They'll tell you this, this virus, the world is going to get worse. But for you, you've got a father. Amen. There are orphans over there, but we are children of the Lord. And we have a father. All right.